The Fedora Chronicles is brought to you by our patrons on patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with show notes, a peek behind the scenes, and more. Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles is where you can purchase t-shirts, coffee mugs, and more with our logo and slogans right on them. 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and our website on the air. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show with pop culture and current events through the perspective of classic film snobs and diesel punks, with topics ranging from true crime, government conspiracies and cover-ups, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Player FM, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Google Play on Android devices. If your favorite podcast service doesn't have the Fedora Chronicles radio show on it, let us know and we'll fix it right away. Once again, this is Jay Cousineau and I, Eric Render King Fisk. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Frazzle Drip, Adrenal Chrome, and the Podesta Brothers Art Collection. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show special edition for August 15th, 2020. I'm your host, Eric Runderkink Fisk. This time, Jason Cousinola and I explore the rumors, urban legends, and the actual truth behind Pizzagate, the alleged child sex trafficking scandal that allegedly centers around Washington, D.C., New York City, and beyond. We'll look at specific aspects of the scandal that we did not cover in earlier episodes that focused around Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Specifically, Anthony Weiner's laptop that was confiscated by criminal investigators and the file folder labeled Life Insurance. We also talk about John and Tony Podesta's bizarre art collection that includes pictures of pre-adolescent children. How does their strange behavior affect the reputations of the people they work with in the Washington, D.C. Beltway, including the D.C. elite, such as the Clintons and the Obamas? We also speculate about the mysterious or suspicious deaths of investigators and journalists who have already researched this topic. A word of warning, there are aspects to the show that may not be suitable for young listeners. It feels odd saying this, but listener discretion is advised. Do we, now you said you wanted to talk about frazzled rip or frazzled right. rip. Yeah. And just as a little FYI, um, the meds that I <laughs> that I were on earlier this week um, made me stay wide awake no matter how drowsy I was. <laughs> I got some texts at like 11.30 my time from you, <laughs> which means it was 1.30 a.m. your time. Yep. And I was looking at him. I'm like half awake because I was like falling asleep when it came in. And so there was a part of me that was like, the fuck are you smoking, dude? <laughs> Where do we want to begin with? Because it's not funny. Yeah, it's, re- yeah. it's really not funny. Okay, so Frazzle Drip is a file. That was on Two, Anthony yep. Weiner's laptop, right? Right, and it's 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 a rip file is a uh, I forget if it's video format. It's 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 a, a form of encryption. It's an encrypted form of file. If but, I remember. Yeah, I also need to interject here that maybe the rest of this podcast is not suitable for young ears. Um, yes. and I think that maybe this, this, this part of the podcast may not be appropriate for, uh, mature adults either because Eric really went down a rabbit hole and not talking about myself in the third person. It terrified me to the point where I, I could not sleep when I saw what I saw. I, I was, it was disturbing to say the least. Go ahead, Jay. So, um, what I read was actually on Reddit. Right. So basically what it boils down to is, and I want to get the, I want to get back to that because one of the things I love about Reddit is they'll talk about shit 
without you having to actually see it. Right. So basically, Frazzled Rip is supposedly a supposedly right a snuff film with Hillary Clinton in it and Huma Abedin and Uma Abedin and Huma Abedin where they snuff out two young children right where they kill them yes so from what i've read about it it seems like it's not real in other words it was photoshopped there is an aspect of it that has an un an unreal element to it it could either be a really good deep fake or really good computer animation. It's one or the other. And it's and it looks like it's been through a couple of filters to make it look quote real. Does that make any sense? Right. It it looks like it's someone is trying to get a trying to make it seem as real as possible. But at the same time there are some telltale things in it. If you look examine individual frames there are some telltale aspects of it that make it look like it's fake right but they're trying to make it look as real as possible so based on what i have read and i've elected to not actually look at the video itself i wish i hadn't yes uh, and that's part of the reason why i elected not to um based on that I would have to say that I don't think it's real. Right. I think this is something that someone made um, to damage Hillary Clinton. Um, how Anthony Weiner, who, by the way, it was <clears throat> Huma Abedin's husband. Yeah. Uh, just did- as a reminder, everybody, how he got a hold of it, I have no idea why he would hold on to something like that. But because that's, that's from what, yeah, um, yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Because there's a detail. From what I understand, though, yeah, yeah. there's a from detail what I you're missing. Is there? No, no, no. You, you, I, I don't think you got to it yet. That's okay. my impatience. Not, it's not your fault. It's my impatience. Go ahead. All right. So, as as I recall, anyway, the this was included in a folder that had a number of other disturbing things. There you go. And the the theory, anyway, among a lot of conservatives is that like people like Vince Foster were killed by the Clintons, that it's possibly the Clintons or people close to the Clintons who are have an interest in protecting the Clintons that may had gotten to Jeffrey Epstein, for example. And there were a number of other I don't remember if they were images or just yeah. information files that he had in the same folder that had this in it. Yeah. So those to me are more interesting than this file itself, simply because this seems to be too easily discounted to actually be something dangerous right. to him. The the part that I don't like about Frazzled Rip or Frazzled Rip, it's one or the other. For the sake of argument, I'm just going to call it Frazzled Rip. Okay. Okay. The file, that particular file, seems to be a a very grotesque video made by somebody to either discredit, disprove, vilify Hillary Clinton for whatever reason. There are also some of the noises, the voices, and the sounds in the back that I, it's either. It's either Hillary Clinton and Uma Abedin or somebody that sounds very similar. The audio portion, I think, is, quote, real, meaning it may be audio taken out of context, but it does sound very grotesque. There's also the sound of the child being tortured in the background that kept me up for the rest of the night. Right. All of it. And again, yeah. And again, the the horrifying aspects from everything that I've read about it and I didn't have the harrowing experience of actually watching it or listening to it like you did is that there are aspects of the video that are definitely real 
but they're not necessarily the ones involving Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin. Right. Exactly. Now, the part that I think that this is a distraction, there were 12 New York City police officers who went through Anthony Weiner's laptop and they found a folder on the laptop's desktop marked life insurance. And there were literally megabytes or maybe even gigabytes of damaging information about the Clintons that made these police officers sick to their stomach and disturbed to such an extent that most of them had to go see psychological help. And one of the internet rumors, and we're saying it's an internet rumor, we don't know for sure, nine of those people have committed suicide already. And we also have to also acknowledge the fact that there's a pandemic of suicides in the police force in New York City and the new and the surrounding area for reasons I'm not, I'm not sure, Jay. I don't think anyone is. I don't think I th- I don't think anybody understands here. But reading what, spending most of the night reading the speculation on what's on that laptop, and reading what a lot of people had to say about what they saw. There's also a video out there of a New York city police officer who claims to have have seen some of the files on the on anthony weiner's laptop he had said that this is probably the biggest story that the media is not covering because they're scared and they're terrified and that it's not just the clintons it's not just anthony weiner it's a much broader I don't want to use the word conspiracy but there is there's something horrible going on these people are doing something absolutely totally horrible and then you then it's like a little branch of this rabbit hole is about Tony and um, Joe Podesta's art collection and if you just do a quick search, and maybe you sh- maybe you shouldn't do this, Jay, but if you do a search of Tony Podesta's art collection, you're going to see some disturbing stuff. And this and one article dates back to 2017, and it was these bizarre photographs and paintings of children in compromising positions. And that one of the one of the paintings that actually made me sick was a picture of prepubescent children in what looks to be um, a gym shower stall. You know how it's like you have the white tile on the wall with with yeah. with the faucets. It looks like it's a gym shower stall with these kids wearing like nothing but these old tattered T-shirts. And, and and no underwear and they're and and they sort of like have their backs to the to to the camera or the point of view and they're all look kind of like looking back or back with these terrified looks on their faces why would why would you look at that why and why why would you why would why would you want to have that in your art collection why why would yeah. you want pictures of that? Why would you want to have a, a picture of a, of of a boy in this tiled room you know tied up the way he he is in in this and you'll and you'll see the link um who does this? Who collects this kind of art with these with children in these awkward positions and stuff like that? Yeah, I and from what I've read of it, uh, some people seem to think that there's an occult angle involved in that. Um, I don't want to see the images, but that's really the only way I could evaluate that. A lot of people will accuse something of having an occult leaning, and they don't have an understanding of what the occult is. Right. 
So a lot of times if like someone's if it's just a picture of a of a kid wearing like a robe. Right. They'll say that there's an occult angle to that. Well, a robe doesn't necessarily mean there's anything occult or even necessarily ritualistic going on. Could be just that, you know, guy's got a weird kink. In addition to having a kink for kids, he's got a weird kink. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean there's an occult angle. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't, when it comes to kids and people who are attracted or what they call a maps, minor attracted people, um, that does not seem to be a healthy thing to me. You know, and I'm not a professional psychologist, but, you know, there's a lot of, there seems to be a lot of people out there who are trying to normalize people who are attracted sexually to children. Um, back, I remember you and I having extensive conversations. We were working together about right. NAMBLA. Um, for those who don't know, NAMBLA is the North American Man-Boy Love Association. And it was actually started in, was it Boston? or I know it was somewhere in New England. I want to say I, it was I, Boston. I, I don't I don't know. But I, I, for some, I thought it was New York City. But, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but anyway, um, so things like that who are – these are organizations who are trying to normalize pedophilia. That to me is evil. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's evil. And they – and there are people out there who are actively trying to conduct scientific studies that indicate that an adult having sexual relations with a – with a minor child and we're not talking 12 year olds when we say minor children we're talking six and yeah younger that it's actually healthy and good for the child is they're they're trying to get these studies conducted the problem with that is that the science is not on their side no um you know because the only thing you can look at are children who have been molested and tested has ever credited their molestation with being a good thing in their lives, a good yeah. event. No one has. They talk about how it ruined them, how they don't, you know, they, they look at things differently. So, yeah, we do. But there are, <laughs> but there are people out there who are trying to say that that is healthy for the child and it's a good thing. And they point to, the history of pederasty in, in, in Greek times and the, I forget what the term of it is, but in the Japanese samurai culture, there was something similar to that. Um, but that was really dealing with more adult-ish age. So the, in Japan anyway, it was dealing, it was people of, the sim, of similar ages of the same sex. So yeah. you're talking 12, 13, 14-year-old males that would engage in sex play with each other. Um, but they point to those as evidence that it's a good thing. There's, but there's nothing to indicate that that was good. Yep. That was just a part of society and they knew it happened. And the society as a, as a whole didn't necessarily judge it. But I don't know. I, 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 I just, to me, that's right up there with, the Holocaust, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's evil. There's To me, there's no other word to describe that. It is. Other than evil. Um, so like Tony Podesta having artwork that indicates or sexualizes children is downright fucking disturbing to me. Both their brothers. Really and is. the thing is, they're, and their close proximity to Hillary Clinton yeah. is... Um, is disturbing and scary to say the least. I mean, the thing is, is that you cannot look at Joe Podesta and the things that he has said and done and in his personal life and say that that's normal. You can't look at somebody like, like Joe Podesta, Podesta and say, he's a great guy to have around. I'd love to have him in the government. I'd love to have him running as a... a um 
a, a branch of the federal government. I'd love to have him in charge of a, a homeland security. You look at Joe Podesta and how rumors of pedophilia follow him wherever he goes. It, and this might sound He's- hypocritical on my part when I say this. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and for whatever reason, these rumors about Joe and Tony Podesta's pedophilia will not go away. What I find interesting about the rumors is if it was only political opponents who were pointing these rumors out, you might have some validity to the argument that, oh, it's there's nothing to it. But it's not just people who are there are political opponents who are bringing this up. It's yeah. not just them. These are things that have been brought up by people that would otherwise be their political allies. Yep. That are saying these things. A fellow Democrats, fellow exactly. Democrats are saying there's something really wrong with this guy. There's something. And, and, and yeah. I'm not afraid to speculate, Jay, that That's probably we do. Probably one of the reasons why Hillary Clinton has such a hard time gaining traction and winning a national election is because of her close proximity of just freaking creepy people. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, you've got Bill Clinton hanging out with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You got the Podestas being close friends of, of the entire family. I wonder sometimes about um, Chelsea Clinton. Whether or not she's been abused or she's an abuser. Well, one usually leads to the other. Children who are often who are molested often turn into molesters themselves. You know, but I, I do wonder sometimes about the nature of her upbringing. Now, if I'm being completely honest, I don't want to believe any of it. Oh, neither. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I don't. I, I want to think that this is all just bullshit because the Clintons have their opponents within the Democratic Party. Let's oh, yeah. not forget that either. So just because someone is a Democrat doesn't mean that they're necessarily an ally of the Clintons. Right. They may be, as we see so often with Joe Biden, people pinching their noses and suffering through being around them, you know, but. They wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily consider them political allies. You know what I mean? Um, but like Podesta, Joe Podesta, Anthony Podesta, more Joe than Anthony is in no, what I've seen. Joe, Joe and Tony. Joe and Tony. Joe and Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tony, Anthony. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but the the whole in in those cases with the Podestas. Um, those are actual allies of them that have said something that's not just happened to also be of the same political party now but the thing is if it was republicans just republicans calling attention to this you'd say that is partisan yeah yeah exactly that's where you'd say okay they're just trying to eliminate their political enemies and they're they're taking a really kind of scumbag way of doing it However, comma. However, comma. They still they still yeah. have their supporters and their rabid supporters. There are people who it just um just intently um well, here's here's the thing, right? Um to kind of just bring things full circle, one of the things that there is We've some, heard yeah. from the victims of Jeffrey Epstein is that there's much more than Jeff, just Jeffrey Epstein. He was not working alone. So we do know that Jeffrey Epstein got a shit ton of money. And there's people who have theories on how he got it. Some people think he got it by legitimate means. There are some people who say, yeah, but that doesn't justify the sheer amount of money. I mean, the guy was, from some accounts, he was a billionaire. 
Yeah. But he was he was worth several hundred million dollars anyway. And as I understand it, the guy that he supposedly got his money from was not that level of rich, as I understand it. Some of the victims have said that there was there's a a larger organization that Jeffrey was part of, but he was not the the head of it. He was just a part of it. He was one cog in the machine, if you will. Yeah. So, by the way, it's John Podesta, not Joe Podesta, for crying out oh, loud. John. That's okay, my sorry. fault. My fault. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, so it, it's. I'm wondering if if John Podesta, Anthony Podesta, Tony Podesta, whatever the fuck, if they're part of that same organization, if the, the victims of Epstein, who, let's be honest, a lot of them are, there's a lot of effort to silence them right now. The, the victims of Epstein have been marginalized because Epstein's now dead. So there's a lot of people saying that the story itself is dead, but it really needs to not be. You know, I mean, for just because of things like this. Now, apparently some of as I'm as I'm talking, I'm kind of doing a little bit of research, more research into this. Apparently some of the images uh, that Anthony Podesta or, yeah, that Tony Podesta had, he was into sacrifice art, which is disturbing as all hell. Really? It really is disturbing. Yeah. And, and when sacrifice art is when. Artists make artwork that looks or resembles or calls to mind imagery from, say, human sacrifices of the Aztec or the Maya or other historical uh, civilizations that practiced human sacrifice. There is an actual genre of art relating to that. Not my taste, really, but it is... a a genuine genre of art. And what does that say about the people who collect it? You know, you could say that from one standpoint, they're looking at it as a historical thing, but then why turn it into an art form? That's some scary shit. It really is. It really is. I mean, to me, I'd want to look at the psychology behind these artists that are putting this stuff together because it's not like, I mean, you and I do art. We know that if you're putting together, if you're making a painting, that's something you're spending hours a day on for right. days and days, weeks, up to months at a time, depending on how detailed it is and how fast you work. And this is, some of these are really just disturbing images. They're, I mean, and on top of that, they're kind of like the elephant in the room that we're not talking about is that there is a very scary, very disturbing video that it seems like it's it's Joe Podesta, jo, I'm sorry, John Podesta, torturing a young teenage boy in a shower stall with scalding hot water, demanding that this kid say his, his name, quote, Skippy. And a lot of people have posted online, Skippy is his nickname in Washington and New York. People refer to Joe Podesta, yeah, John Podesta as Skippy. Um, and that there's this, the, the cult of pedophilia that seems to be surrounding both John and his brother, Tony. And one of the things that sort of like, after I signed off with you that night and I started like looking deeper and deeper into a lot of these claims. Um, there's the disappearance of Madeline McCain and they released the, the, the police sketch of this young girl, Madeline, the abductors of the alleged Madeline abductors. McCann. 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 Madeline McCann. And you look at the police sketch and I'm looking at it and it was just like, maybe, maybe I'm already biased, but it looks like John Podesta and his brother, Tony. And it was, it, it's, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's bothersome to me that looking at this and wondering, 
do we have a pedophile cult in our federal government? How well, it wouldn't be just our federal government, first of all, because that's one of the things that we know from the Epstein investigation um, that the victims have said. They were not just powerful people within the United States. There were supposedly powerful people from other parts of the world, specifically Europe. I know Italy was mentioned. I know England was mentioned. Um, there's supposedly in the Middle East that was mentioned as well. Um, if you want to go full-blown conspiracy theorist and who, on this. And who doesn't? And who doesn't? That's what we do. Ancient cultures the the that practiced human sacrifice, child sacrifice was viewed as having more power. In other words, if you sacrificed an adult male in their prime, there was a certain amount of power that was generated from that sacrifice. If you sacrifice, say, an older woman who was towards the end of her life, that was significantly less power because of something to do with potential because again i'm kind of glossing over several different cultures here but generally speaking the more life a person had the more power a person could possibly generate in that life the greater value that sacrifice had for whatever reason they were sacrificing them whether that was for religious purposes or because they were trying to gain power whatever um child sacrifices were considered to be among the most powerful so like, for example, the Maya would sacrifice children in times of great famine in order to appease the gods and try and get them to lift the famine. But they didn't sacrifice them. They weren't a regular sacrifice that was done. Also, during times of great famine, they would go out and they would find powerful enemies of theirs and sacrifice the leaders because they had a lot of power mm-hmm. that they had accumulated in their lives. So for children, it seems to be more about their potential, the potential, and with the adults, it's how much they had already accumulated. So it is possible that there is an occult aspect to a pedophiliac ring that encompasses the world. There is that possibility that exists. I don't think Jeffrey Epstein was involved in the occult, although there's people who talk about on his island, there was this temple kind of a thing, blah, 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 whatever. Um, From my research and my understanding, the temple that he had was just because he liked having trappings around him that made him seem bigger. I don't think he actually believed in any of that. He just wanted people to think he was powerful. And by having his own temple on his island that was mysterious gave him a certain amount of power. Right. Or at least that perception, which was more of what he was interested in. I do believe, though, that it is possible that there are pedophilias, pedophiliacs around the world who believe they are they're not in other words they're not it's kind of like rape right rape isn't about sex rape is about power some pedophiliacs believe that sexually taking a child is about power not about sex in other words they're not doing it for a for a sexual thrill they're doing it to gain power and that has a more occult feel to it than those who are just perverts like Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Jeffrey Epstein didn't limit his sexual appetites to just children. Right. You know, he seemed to have been interested in, in young women more than young children. So for him, it was all about the thrill. It was all about the sex. And he seemed to, from everything I've read, he seemed to want to have sex with people only once and that's it. But he wanted to have a lot of sex. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. We may never know. There, um, there are a couple of things that we need to sort of mention clarify? mention here. Yeah. I'm not just men, uh, cl- clarify here. 
there are a couple of thi- there's a couple of threads here that we also have to um, sort of address throughout all of this. And you had actually sent me the link that I am like desperately hopping back over to get at. Um, we sort of have to deal with the news about Ghislaine Maxwell. Before we say anything else, can we check and make sure that Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive? Just real quick. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got to make sure that Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive because I want to if I'm going to talk about her, I got to make sure that I'm talking about her in the correct tense. The biggest, the biggest news to come out this week about Ghislaine Maxwell is either Ghislaine Maxwell is married to a very or she claims that she's married to a very powerful man. And because of her marriage to this very powerful man, they she he might have protection because you, you cannot testify. You cannot be forced to testify against your spouse. That might be the biggest news item. Who is she married to? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Ghislaine Maxwell is allegedly in possession of some, most, or all of Jeffrey Epstein's vast video collection. And I'm not talking about his DVD collection of um, America's Funniest Home Videos. I'm talking about the homemade videos where he had sex parties with underage teenage adolescent girls. Ghislaine Maxwell being in possession of all of these videos is probably the best and the worst thing to happen to certain people. Alan Dershowitz says that he hopes all the videos are released for the world to see so he can be exonerated. And because he claims he has he has yet to rape any underage women and he did not rape this one particular person. I cannot remember Virginia's last name. Right. Um, I hope that all the videos are released in such a manner that we could all see for ourselves what really happened to the extent that we can look and see that person, John Podesta, obvious, definite pedophile, send him to jail. If it turns out to be true, maybe state federal um, electrocution may not be good enough for him. We the details of these videos should be released to the public so we know exactly who it is who runs our government and what kind of people they are. The fact that Ghislaine Maxwell has all of these videos and she's willing to turn them over to prosecutors might be the greatest thing to happen in putting an end to this pedophile ring. It could also be the worst thing that happens to her because if she wasn't if she wasn't already marked for death, she is now. Well, the problem comes in is that how much is going on in our government that we don't know about? Now, there's going to be a certain amount that is not going to be go that we're not going to know about because of national security. But there's also a certain amount that is labeled as national security that's more about protecting the individuals than it is about protecting the nation. So what Jelaine Maxwell has, what information she has, I'm pretty sure we're never going to fully know. What I want to know is it's been two weeks now, right? Yeah. Since she was found found and, and taken into custody, it's been two weeks. Two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how, That's, how <laughs> That's how I mark time. That's how I mark time. That's how I keep track of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been two weeks and we don't know shit. We know a little we know shit. Nothing. We know a little now, shit. We know a little shit. Yeah, but And we, it asks like this this house here in New Hampshire, where was she was hiding at? This 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 McMansion on a hundred acres. How did how did she cut? How did she become a resident there? She was also allegedly spotted at the little town at Cape Ann, Massachusetts, Manchester by the sea. We well, 
I mean, you're skipping one of the most important things. Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten to it yet, but you will. No, 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 not necessarily. How did she get there? How did she get there? How did she get there? She was not in the United States when Jeffrey was when Jeffrey was arrested. Right. So how did she get to where she was There's... without the police knowing? Or did they? Without law enforcement knowing. Because, uh, That's the other question, too. Because there's also the musical chairs that were being played in the Southern District, New York City Attorney's Office. Whereas uh, a couple of days after they switched over when um, Donald Trump and What's-His-Face swapped out the District Attorneys for Southern New York, Couple, she uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was apprehended. Is there a link there, and should we look at that link? Yeah, that's a really, it's a hard call. It certainly is. Um, but the good news is that Ghislaine Maxwell was denied bail. That's the other thing that happened two days ago, as of this recording. Yeah. And let's face it, she is a she is a risk. She is a flight risk. Yeah, um, because apparently she has a couple of passports at her disposal. Shocked to hear that. I'm shocked. Shocked. Now, what's going to happen with all of this? What's going to happen with everything that we have spoken about so far? We haven't even started. We haven't even begun. I don't want to. I don't even know if we want to like muddy the waters and talk about the the um, Wayfair conspiracy theory about trafficking children through well i think we should we kind of went down that uh kind of started going down that rabbit hole already so just just to be clear um to summarize it is believed by some people that wayfair has products on its website that are secretly actually children that they're selling so some people have found suspicious that there are bookshelves, for example, or I think the other thing I saw was pillows that are being sold for like $14,000, one pillow $12,000. In, one, one pillow here. Dupree yeah. Zodiac Sign Astrological Constellation Personalized Throw Pillow by Bungalow Rose for 19,998 dollars right and for a website that's supposed to be all about saving people a lot of money that does not seem like a very sensible buy and when you look at the names of these things that a lot of people have noticed that there's a coincidence of names of these products and missing children so that is kind of how all of this started and then some people found I don't know how they found this, but they did a, I think it was a model number number search on the Mayfair website that they found matched, quote unquote, model numbers from a child sex trafficking site. Um, personally, from what I've seen and what I've, in, in the investigation I've done on this, I don't think Wayfair, if Wayfair, if, if this is true, in other words, if People are selling children through Wayfair. I don't believe Wayfair itself is associated with it or knows about it from what I've seen. Doesn't mean I'm right, <laughs> but that is that is the conspiracy theory, which would also feed into what we were talking about earlier. Is there a global organization or are there global organizations that are dealing with selling children? Explain to me. These storage cabinets for fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars. Well, you know, Eric, gold is a hell of an insulator. See, and (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 looking at because it's such a dense metal. If you want to store something in there and you line your cabinet with solid gold, (laughs) sure. This, and and looking at some of this, I'm, I'm actually going to be printing some of these images here that I that I have found. Um, you look at see, I mean, I'm telling you, you look at these cabinets. 
And I'm looking at this, and it was just, it's a basic wooden or metal cabinet for $12,000 or $13,000. And I'm trying to figure out how, how could this have, how could this have like flown under the radar here? Well, they're in, that's where the conspiracy lies, right? So any large website like, especially like eBay, Amazon, Wayfair, where they're essentially just an online marketplace. Um, I'm not, I don't believe they exist out there in New England, but out here we have something called the Quilted Bear, which is a store that is in malls and stuff like that. But really what they do is they don't sell products. They sell space for people to buy, like, say, a display that's maybe, you know, eight feet by four feet or whatever. And then people can go in there and they can put their products in there and they can sell them through Quilted yeah. Bear. And these websites are similar to that in that they have vendors that reach out to them and they sell their wares there. And Wayfair doesn't do any necessarily quality checking or price checking on any of that shit. So as far as Wayfair is concerned, hey, if you want to, because they get a cut of the price of the product that gets sold, that's how they get paid. As I understand it anyway, it could be something else where they're just getting a flat fee from them and they don't care what they right. sell. But anyway, if you want to sell your cabinets for $14,000 and you're willing to pay them their your monthly bill to sell your $14,000 cabinets, go right ahead. If no one buys them, Wayfair doesn't give a shit because their business transaction begins and ends with their monthly take, right? So it's no skin off of Wayfair's nose to do that. One article I read about this said that the um, the product line is actually a trademark that is owned by Wayfair itself. So if that's true and if that whole conspiracy theory that these products are actually children – turns out to be true, then Wayfair itself is definitely tied to it because they own that trademark for that product, so they are responsible for it. Um, I don't I don't know that I believe that though. I just I just don't know that I believe that. Some of that could be just to me, the things like child sex slavery and all that stuff is all stuff dark web stuff and deep web where you've got to kind of know what you're doing to get to the site. It's not something that's going to show up on a search engine or anything like that. And I see advertisements for Wayfair on Facebook, various other places, pop-ups, all that shit. So if they are at least in part covering for a, a child sex ring, just the sheer level of exposure they have would be extremely disturbing to me. I think if you're dealing with something like that, you have to be either incredibly stupid or incredibly arrogant to have the kind of publicity footprint that Wayfair does and engage in that activity. You know what I mean? Because it's going to get found out, plain and simple. The more public you are, the more likely your secrets are to get found out. Right. But it still, it still makes you wonder. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I just, I just simply don't understand how you can look at this and say so many people are buying into this one conspiracy theory about Wayfair and that when you look at it on the surface, wow, the coincidences are really who names furniture you're selling online after missing children. It could just be a wild coincidence. It really could. And then you stop and think about it for a second. This would be a huge liability if the people at Wayfair actually say, oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. This is a great idea. What a, what a great way to make money. The prices are outrageous. And it was just like there's there's a weird disconnect. I know that there's a part of my brain that says, no, no, it, this can't be happening. They wouldn't do something that stupid. Right. And then you look at this, but you're you're selling you're selling a wooden a plain wooden cabinet 
for $12,999 on the internet. That, Which, from the images I saw, doesn't even look like it was very well made. No. It looks like something that you could get from Staples or Office Max or something. Yeah. It's it like it's particle board bullshit. It just seems, and, and that's uh, that's got to set off some alarm bells here. But I don't know what the takeaway is for that, Jay. I don't know where you can look at this and say this is this is not. This takes this takes somebody down a very unhealthy road, looking at this and trying to figure out what's truth and what's fiction. Is very it's a very difficult thing to sort of ha- grasp. Um, I don't want to believe any of this is true as much as I dislike politicians, as much as I dislike the Trumps and the Clintons and the Bidens and the Cuomo's and especially the Podesta's, um, I don't want this to be true. And I, I, I talk about this from time to, to time. There was, there was a time when our babysitter did not return Alan when we were expected to have him home. And she didn't tell us where she was taking him. Now, I, I, and I know that she was, she was taking him to visit one of her friends, but she wouldn't tell us where. And God forbid, what, hap- what if something happened? And, yeah. and we don't know where, we have a babysitter who takes him somewhere and she won't tell us where she takes him. That's bad parenting on our parts. Where And when he asked her, where are you taking him? She says, what do you care? He's in good care. No, he's not. He's not in good care if I don't know where he is. And I Now, this is someone, this wasn't like the first time she babysat for you. No, she was like, she was like sort of like our nanny for um, uh, maybe about like, I don't know, six or nine months. Yeah. And she and she knew she was going she knew she was going to get fired so she quit before I could I had the pleasure of saying it. But and that was that was a certain level of hell. Yeah. That was horrible. I didn't know where my son was for an hour or two because the na- the ner- the babysitter would not tell me where she went with him. I can't imagine what it would be like to go through that day after day when your child is missing. Yeah. And I I don't want It weighs to, on you. It it does. It and weighs on you. and it makes me and it, and it really makes me think, stop and think about the people who quote run this country as it were. And if they're involved in any of this, I don't want to believe that John Podesta is involved in pedophilia. I don't want to believe that John Podesta and his brother Tony abducted this three-year-old girl. I don't want to believe that. I, I don't want to believe that there is a, a, there is a serial violent pedophile at the head or close to the head of the U.S. federal government. Because that gets into crazy town. Yeah. But there's just so much. There's too much. There's, there's too much information. There's too much, too many people asking the same questions. Too many possibilities. There's, it's, and there's too many people ma- making these claims and making these observations. And, and again, it's not just political enemies. And there's too, there's too many, there's too many pictures posted by Democrats of. John Podesta getting his freak on that are disturbing. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of weird things going on with John Podesta and his brother, Tony and why there isn't a, there should be an, an investigation. And I know it sounds like we're really sort of like taking a, 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 a leap off the conspiracy theory cliff. But we're talking about we're talking about children here, exactly. And we're talking we're we're talking about somebody who has the taint of pedophilia around them, very close to Obama, to Clinton, to the Clintons, and Biden. 
and I'm and I'm pretty sure that he has a contemporary within the Republican Party too. And am, yeah, I, that would be my assumption. Sure, I I can't imagine it being any other way. Right. I'm not calling for a witch hunt, but I am calling for there to be some kind of investigation into the Podestas. Yeah. And that, see, that's where, you know, the, the, the writer in me, the more creative side of me takes these rumors and then I want to fictionalize it. I want to, I, I, fictionalizing it is a way for me personally to, I don't know, take the, make it less real. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm fictionalizing it, then I'm, I'm I'm taking something that might be real that I don't like and turning it into something that is not real. So for me, that's it's almost like a coping mechanism. Um, but at the same time, I'm a firm believer in you have to face the truth. You have to face the facts. We don't know a lot of the facts. So for me, in delving into a conspiracy like this, it's more about is it possible that such an organization could exist? And the truth is it is absolutely possible for such a wide-ranging organization to exist, especially if you're dealing with powerful people. Now, we, we both know that if five people know something, it's not a secret, right? Two people can share a secret. Three possibly can share a secret you get to four it's highly unlikely you get to five and it's not likely so for there to be a ring a nation a, a international global ring of pedophiles out there that are operating in the highest echelons of society that means everyone that works for them has to be beholden to them in some way beyond money. Right. In other words, they have to have dirt on them. They have to have a compelling reason for those people not to share the secrets that they know. And unfortunately, I just, I, I think that's possible. I don't think it likely, but I think it's possible. And that scares the shit out of me. Because, it's a it's a very difficult thing to sort of wrap your brain around. The only way that you could keep somebody quiet about this is that they have they have something on you. They have dirt on you. And there is the absolute 100% no doubt in your mind threat of death as well. Well even even then there are some people who would be willing to risk death. So it has to be something for some people, death would be an acceptable outcome if they were trying to get right. the truth out, you know, if it bothered them that much. So what motivates everybody is they don't want to be harmed, right? Right. So harm can take different forms. There can be physical harm. There can be people that will be motivated by not wanting to die. There are, especially when you get into people who are extremely powerful, anything that is in danger of taking their power away from them would be compelling enough. So, <laughs> do we try and find a, because I'm looking at the time here, and I'm wondering, is there any, <laughs> is there any, any upside to any of this? Is there any way that we could... <laughs> What's ended your... on a on a high note? Yeah. Uh, just that I think it's unlikely. I think as much as as you and I look at these things and try and evaluate these things and say, you know, we need to be aware of what's going on in the world. I also don't think it's likely that there is some global conspiracy. I think it's probably what's most likely is. There's maybe 20 or 30 people involved, and they're getting some sort of payout from maybe a half dozen world-class psychos. Yeah. And sickos. You know what I mean? Um, that is the more likely, and that's probably what Jelaine Maxwell represents. Whether she has that knowledge or not, we don't know. 
but it's the fact that we don't know that makes her such an compelling figure to us. Yeah. We know she has ties to one guy. We That guy we know had ties to a number of other people. Some of those people have been included in in accusations by the victims. Some have not. Um, like, for example, we know that Jeffrey Epstein and Trump at one time were friends. I don't know how close they were, but we know they were friends. I have not heard any of the victims say, oh, yeah, I got fucked by Trump. I have heard them say that about Bill Clinton. I have heard them say that about Alan Dershowitz. Those are two names that, well, Alan Dershowitz surprises me, but Bill Clinton, eh, not so much. No. Um, that being said, though, he was also supposedly had ties to um, Bill Gates. I don't think Bill Gates was involved in anything because, again, I haven't heard any victims say, oh, yeah, Bill Gates fucked me. I haven't heard that. Doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't exist. It's just I based in lack of any evidence similar to that. I I can't say that I think Bill Gates was involved in any yeah. affair. Yeah. Same thing with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a whack job. He's a genius, and genius border lies insanity. And I think he kind of straddles that particular fence. Right. Um. So Jelaine Maxwell and her her capture really kind of symbolizes that at least I think so for us, we're always going to be looking at that as what is it she could possibly know? What is it she could possibly know? And and that opens up a door to a giant rabbit's nest, right? right? Which is appealing to us. Sure. You know, let's be honest. It's appealing to us. Let's just, let's just say that this entire whole Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, Ghislaine Maxwell, this in this entire I'm not even sure what to call it. I don't know what what's the name because I Undoggle. This 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 in this entire Clinton Epstein sex ring or sex abuse ring has given us so much material it's not even funny and i think that yeah, there's there's there's, still more. there's there's so much there's so much more to this and i guarantee you right now we're going to sign off i'm going to stop recording and i'm going to get dressed and get ready to go to an uh, to an appointment this afternoon and i promise you that by the time we get home this afternoon there's going to be another big huge bombshell and, yeah. but, and I will tell you, we are watching society unravel because we're, we're seeing the veil lifted from the elites who run this country. And I know it sounds crazy. It sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but it's slowly becoming fact. We are, we are witnessing the unveiling of the perverted cabal that's running and ruining this country. And we didn't de- we de- even talk about the other things going on with the coronavirus this week. I also hear that your neighbors are starting to play with their toys again. Yes, they are. They're rather loud. All right. So we're going to have to sign off. So, Jay, thank you for another um, interesting show, to say the least. <laughs> yes. All yes, right. it is. I will talk to you All in right. a little bit. Thanks, Jay. All right. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page. 
patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.